Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. The main thing about the day of Pentecost is you have to think about the feast of Pentecost. What did the feast represent? That particular day was the day of Pentecost, 50 days after the Passover. That was what the day of Pentecost was all about. 50 days after the, 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 the Passover. And it was called the Feast of Harvest. Everybody say harvest. I just want to d- dwell on that word harvest. After all that they had gone through, on the day of Pentecost, these people entered their harvest. They entered their harvest. And the... the the spiritual significance of the harvest are three things. Number one, refreshing, restoration, and reward. Those are the spiritual significance of that word harvest. And we looked at refreshing, we looked at restoration briefly, and then we got to reward. And I told you that there are three kinds of reward that God gives to you during your harvest. Number one kind of reward is spirit number two is soul and number three is substance actually i should have started with souls because that is the first one even before the spirit because by the spirit i'm talking about the anointing coming upon people i'm talking about the power of god on a human being i'm talking about the mantle that you carry like i was talking about elisha and elijah and the mantle and i'm talking about people that follow the things of God diligently and the anointing that comes upon them and the spiritual things they receive. So I spent all the time in the morning talking about that one. But I realized that there was this important one about souls, which I have to talk to you about souls. That when the power of the Holy Ghost came upon Peter, the Bible said at that time, Peter rose up and began to preach a message. And when he preached that message, the Bible said, when they that heard this, the, the Bible said, and when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart, and they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what should we do? So this message is all over Jerusalem. The disciples have scattered themselves ab- about somebody's preaching in, 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 in Tottenham, Another person is preaching somewhere in, 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 in Wood Green. Somebody is in Edgeware and preaching. I'm mentioning these names because the British woman is here. And then another person is in Liverpool and preaching. And all these people are preaching in different parts of Jerusalem. Or in different parts of Britain. Or in different parts of Accra. Somebody is in Abu Abu. Another person is in Santasi. That is, so they were scattered all over and they were preaching. And the people were now asking, what shall we do? Verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So you repent and you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is the Spirit. You will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And they gladly, and they that gladly received this word were baptized. And the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Everybody say 3,000 souls. The harvest they received on that day 
were 3,000 souls. Everybody shout it again, 3,000 souls. Come on, say it again, 3,000 souls. Now, I want to tell you something, if it will not offend you. Christians and believers have talked about souls, 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 until the souls have become evangelistic statistics instead of human beings. When you hear Christians say they have won 10 souls, it is not 10 souls, it is actually 10 figures they have won. Don't worry, I know you don't understand me. <clears throat> it's just like people who marry a woman but not a wife. That one is another complicated thing. Or better still, they marry a wife but not a woman. That's, that's a better word. When Adam got up from his sleep, he didn't say, this is my wife. He said, this is now the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. The man is going beyond a ceremony and he's going beyond an arrangement and he's thinking about a human being. It's just like the people who have got employees, but the employee is not a human being. In fact, among the Jews, in the olden days among the Jews, when they counted their agricultural implements, they added the woman to the tractor and to the donkey and to the hoe. She was part of agricultural implement. So when you hear the Christians talk about we, we, we want 50 souls, it has actually 50, a number of 50, they added to the church. So the, it's a number. But when the Bible says on that day, 3,000 souls were added, it was more than just adding 3,000 people to their statistics. It was 3,000 people with needs, 3,000 people that were bound, 3,000 people that were in confusion, 3,000 people that had problems, 3,000 people that had challenges, and these believers had come together and they had to solve those problems and take care of the needs of the people and take care of a human being as a soul. As a matter of fact, if you read that word soul and you check the meaning, the background, it means breath. It means life. 300 lives, 300 breaths, 300 people that had the breath of God in them and God breathed into Adam and Adam became a living soul. So on that day when they preached, God rewarded them with human lives, human souls. I'm praying for somebody today and I'm just believing God that you will understand what I'm about to, what, what I'm bringing to you, that may God give you a harvest of souls, a harvest of souls, a harvest of souls. I just remember a scripture which says, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? I remember another scripture which says that for we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing, nothing out. We brought nothing into this world, but definitely there is something we can carry out of this world. And the thing you can carry out of this world is a soul. It's a soul. That's why the Bible says he that winneth souls is wise. And the one that winneth souls is not just an evangelistic term. He that winneth souls is wise. Go and check the scripture. The whole thing is about sometimes you have some argument with people and it is about who is right and who is wrong. 
this person is right and i'm wrong that person is right and i'm wrong and then the whole thing becomes legalistic and there's a lot of confusion and you are arguing about this chair and you are thinking it's not about the chair it's about chris so i know that struggling with chris over this chair chris may backslide so i say chris take the chair it's okay i'll believe god for another one so jesus is speaking and they say when they slap you on the right cheek turn the other one if they tell you go one mile go two if they tell you they want your coat give them your cloak why he's preaching that this is the way to win a soul so in our kind of christianity where we are about arguments money lands houses walking about in court all over the place we don't understand what it means to win a soul are in your hands the the important thing in life is souls it's not about property it's not about houses it's not about land it's about souls and god rewards you with souls so that day they preach one message and the message brought in souls three thousand on one day i'm praying that whatever effort you put in into your fasting your prayer your believing god and so on and so forth in 2021 may god reward you with souls souls in your house souls in your family souls in your business and very soon you will understand what i mean by souls the whole of this afternoon i i was just so grateful to god i said i said lord i thank you that you put souls in my hands the bible talks about the elders that rule over us and he said that be subject unto the subject yourselves unto them that have rule over you because the bible said for they watch over your souls these people watch over your souls god commits souls into your hands and please please remember that i said souls are not figures of evangelistic statistics like the other day we were doing an ea meeting and then we said um this year we went this we won this number of souls no we added numbers we got this number of people to say lord jesus i have given you my spirit my soul and my body come into my heart but did we really win a soul i don't know i don't know the fact that we have a human being in the church doesn't mean we have the soul of the person saved and here again salvation is not just preparing the people to go to heaven i'm coming to something very serious so that day three thousand souls were added to the church and if i stay on peter and stay on peter and stay on peter we may still not understand what saving a soul is and what being rewarded with a soul is being rewarded with a soul i can talk about paul the apostle i think that one will, will bring the clearer picture of what i want to talk about today the apostle peter everybody say peter come on shout it peter now peter for one reason or the other is going to be tried and then peter said i appeal to caesar that means take me to caesar and try me in front of caesar's throne so 
Peter is going and then he went, he went and joined this, um, sorry, Paul. Paul was going and Paul went and joined this ill-fated ship, bad luck ship. Wherever it was going, only God knows. And Paul advised them, he said, don't go on this journey because I can sense that this journey is going to be dangerous. And the people ignored Paul and they took off with their journey. And then this storm called Euroclidon came against them, hit them. And the boat was all over the place, risky. Everybody thought they were going to die. After a long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of the people and said unto them, Says, you should have hearkened unto me and not to have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. Now you stand here because we are getting ready to preach and this thing is getting ready to become interesting. When they were going to undertake the journey, this man of God said, I can feel something on my inside. That something bad would happen on the way. What? Don't undertake this journey. They ignored him. The owner of the ship and the captain of the ship said, let's move. I've written about this in a book, one of my books on explosion. I've written five books on explosion. And I use this text as one of the, one of the, in one of the books. Said, don't go. This journey is hazardous. It will not end well. They ignored him. Because you know what? They know the sea better than him. They know ship better than him. They know the movement of a ship better than the apostle. Ladies and gentlemen, every one of us here is an apostle of the souls of some people. And there are times, some of you just think about church membership. Church membership. Oh, I belong to that church. I'm, I'm a member. Listen, you are not a member. You, you, you are not a member the way you think. When you find yourself in a church, you find yourself in a family, you find yourself even in a place of work, like if for one reason or the other, all of a sudden, you find out that you are working and you are a driver under minister Nana Jumo Sapong. It is likely that God has committed you and your family and your souls into the hands of this man of God. It is part of the harvest God has given to him. And very soon you will understand the harvest. It is part of what is supposed to keep. Every human being in this world has got a harvest of souls. There was added unto the church on that day 3,000 souls. And this day when Paul entered the ship with 275 people. Because there were 276 people on the boat and Paul was one. That means that there were 275 people. When he landed in the boat, he said, all these people are in my hands. I am responsible for whether they will be safe, whether they will die, whether they will eat, whether they will stand, whether they will be sick, whether they will survive. I am responsible. My daughter Nusrat asked me a question when we were entering the church, as if she knew what was in my mind. She said, Daddy, apart from God telling you to stay in Bogatanga all your life, why have you still been here in spite of all the attacks? Because when we were coming, I was talking to them about some of the attacks and the temptations. And I said, when I start preaching, you will understand. 
and the understanding is that any little boy i see here any little girl i see here when i'm coming here and i see all the people pekka lasko who don't who don't even see me physically sometimes when i see everybody here i'm aware that they are the harvest of souls god has put in my hands not only to make sure that they get to heaven but even here on earth if they are sick i should be there for them if they are hungry i should be there for them if they are in pain i should be there for them that is why i want to look for other people that are sick some have lost their job some have lost their relatives some are in pain some are aching in one way or the other or the other how can i serve them as a pastor that's why i'm there the, the purpose is more holistic than just occupying this pulpit and preaching so paul after a long abstinence paul stood forth in the midst of them the reason he stood is because the man knew that everybody in this boat is his assignment can you stand in the midst of your family can you stand in the church can you stand in your school can you stand in your family can you stand in your place of work can somebody stand can you stand huh can you stand can you look at the group of people maybe it's ushering department maybe it is choir and you are looking at them and something is going wrong and the thing is not right and you say i'm going to stand this thing is not collapsed this thing will not collapse i'm going to stand can you stand can you stand one man stood taller than everybody he stood and because this man could stand god gave him a harvest of souls god said because of the way you can stand these seven, six and 275 people i give them to your charge and then he says says you should have hacking unto me and not to have loose from crete and to have gained this harm and loss verse number 22 and now i exhort you to be of good cheer for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the sheep jesus today i use this scripture to pray i said in covid 19 when everybody is being threatened with death and destruction father help me to stand in my family and say there shall be no loss of life help me to stand in front of the church and say there shall be no loss of life help me to stand at eam and say there shall be no loss of life help me to stand at kia and say there shall be no loss of life father help me to stand every preaching you see us preaching we are standing for the souls of men we are standing human souls harvest god puts them in your hands peter is there on one day three thousand souls were added to the church now paul is standing there and he's saying there shall be no loss of any human being's life among you today in the name of jesus if you will believe it receive it you are on a kia ship you are in a desert pasture ship you are in a fountain gate ship you are in an eam ship you are in the body of christ 
I declare to anybody under the sound of my voice there shall be no loss of your life 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 come on scream like I'm talking to you there shall be no loss of your life in the name of Jesus and anybody under the sound of my voice who is lying anywhere and the devil is trying to steal your life what I bind on earth is bound in heaven what we lose on earth is loose in heaven we declare now you will not die but you will live to declare the works of God come on shout a yes and praise God now of any man's life among you but of the ship verse 23 for there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve can you imagine this level of audacity this this level of spiritual audacity authority spiritual boldness and that is the one that said who does he think he is he, he, who, 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 who does he think he is who do they think they are he said i am the lord whose i am and i said he said there stood by me an angel of god angels are still standing by men angels are still standing by women angels are still standing by men angels are still standing by women i declare to somebody today there is an angel standing by your pastor there is an angel standing by your father there is an angel standing by your mother there is an angel standing by your leader angels are are standing angels are standing and i pray right now that the angel of the lord will take his position around men and women around the world angels of god around family heads around business heads around men of god around women of god in the name of jesus come on shout a yes and praise god angels of god angels there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve ladies and gentlemen Pastor Mike we are in a state of emergency may some people separate themselves in holiness and righteousness and dedication to God so that the angel will stand by them because you know what people need you to stand in order to for them to have safety in order for them to access the grace of god in order for them to access the word of god in order for them to access the power of god and i pray in the name of jesus that when it becomes critical may you stand may you stand the bible said Paul stood and the reason he stood is because the angel of the Lord stood by him if an angel stands by you you also will stand for people I ask in the name of Jesus I see an angel of God on your side I see the angel of God standing by you so that you can also stand by people can you clap your hands and scream like your voice is yours and praise Jehovah there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve saying fear not Paul thou must be brought 
before Caesar. And you know what? When they brought him before Caesar, finally they killed him. They beheaded him. Paul, <laughs> stop thinking about yourself. They will kill you. You will appear before Caesar. They will kill you. The man was beheaded. At a very young age. Paul didn't die at a, as an old man. He died at the age of 60. Many people don't realize. The man died at the age of 60. David died at the age of 70. Oh. My Lord. I, tonight. Message we answer someone. Ensure no difference Namdi, this word has affected me. It has made me conscious that for 2021, there is a harvest of souls God is going to give me. But when the harvest of souls come, it is not evangelistic statistics and figures. God has given me people who I will have to be faithful to God and believe God so they don't die. So they are not destroyed. When they are sick, I must be there for them. When demons attack them, I must be there for them. When they go through crisis, I must be there for them. Ow! Yeah! The Lord, my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord, my shepherd, I shall not walk. Everybody calls this scripture, Daphne. Everybody calls this scripture, but we don't understand it. And the people who don't understand it are pastors. The Lord, my shepherd, I shall not walk. They say, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Why was God with him? He said, thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Rod and staff. But the Lord is his shepherd. Huh? That means David had no pastor. God was his pastor. God was his shepherd. God was his father. But if David had a pastor, if David had a man of God, if David had a shepherd, it should not be only rod and staff that is comforting him in the valley of the shadow of death. His pastor should have been there with him. Listen, may our members say, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Jesus, you are with me. Adam and Esenam were the rod and the staff with which you comforted me not some imaginary stuff not some imaginary rod not some imaginary thing not some imaginary personality but my pastor and his wife they were the ones you used to comfort me come on somebody shout here yeah. when i needed prayer they were there when i needed the word they were there when i needed somebody to cast out the devil they were there Ow! 
Simon, Simon, the devil has sought you to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you. Oh, when your family members go through crisis, will you be there? Your baby boy is sick. Daddy, your baby boy, five years old, is sick. You've left him in the house and you are chilling with your girlfriend. A curse is on your head. Mommy, your baby daughter, three years is sick. I've been washing jeans, I want to make home. Okonumbia, thunder, fire your head. somebody clap like you understand the preaching of a revivalist and i needed to give a big shout offering unto god almighty come on shout it yay though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for thou art with me that is okay but if daddy and mommy were with that boy, that boy would say, your handmaid, my mother, and your servant, my father, they were with me. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.